You are listening to Terminators on Tech. I'm Chuck, your host. Every week, I pick the brain of my fellow Terminators to talk about tech. Hello, and this is Terminators on Tech. Uh, this is our very exciting webinar because um, I know that everybody was waiting for this for quite a while now because uh, we just had our canary release of the Terminus DB 2.0, uh, which uh, very luckily today we have Kevin here that would give us a tour about it and answer any questions about this new release. So um, I know that we have quite a a uh, lot of participants here. If you have uh, any questions, uh, you can type in the chat and then uh, I would, you know, uh, maybe after the, the tour, I would uh, find a, a time to ask those questions for you. I also got some other questions, uh, very difficult questions to ask Kevin. So um, prepare like uh, your difficult questions. I think uh, Kevin is up for the challenge. <laughs> and um, so, yep, without third, further um, you know, ado, I think maybe you, uh, Kevin, you can start with a brief introduction, I think, uh, because we have some new uh, audience here. That uh, you... mm. Okay, great. Uh, so basically, I, I'll give a little background and, you know, explain why this, we think this is such an important milestone. So, you know, the, the core idea of our whole technology it's, is a modern, like, multi-version distributed uh, concurrent control, uh, revision controls database where uh, you never t update the data, it's immutable, you, you make differences uh, to the data very much like Git does for code, you know, the whole idea that you don't actually, everything is immutable and you, you save your full history and have lots of branches, you know, and, and this is uh, an idea that is, you know, is of its time there's a number of people uh, who are you know trying to make such a thing for data a reality and we have been working on a lot of the pieces for a long time you know the database you need a database you can't just have with guess that you have you know ides and code tools to investigate the data you actually need to have a, a proper database as part of it because you have to be able to query it and get the data out and you don't know what shape the data is going to be you know it's going to have structure but like to actually make it a viable tool and useful, you've got to actually have a query engine inside such a such a thing. But so we brought out the query engine effectively first, which was what we released in October, which was version one. In um, in January of this year, we brought out version uh, 1.1, which was actually a quite a major release because that brought in our distributed or the, the storage engine that we had built from the ground up in Rust that basically had all those characteristics, but uh, but it still at that stage was just powering a database. And with this release, it's kind of, this is, you know, this is basically our vision. If this doesn't work out, you know, we have to make it better and, you know, full of features and stuff like that. But the core vision of what we want to deliver, you know, what we think we can offer the world is, you know, a really practical and useful distributed database system that allows people to, in a really practical sense, manage data in a collaborative way like you can use git for data that they can confidently branch and merge and pull and push and all those cool things and that it works you know and and that it's a practical tool uh for people who are working with data like uh, uh in the devops world like everything nowadays is pipeline and, and github and stuff like that data is not like that uh, and so we you know it's our big hypothesis that if we can deliver this, then you know this can have a really big and positive impact in the lives of people who have to work with data and have to take care of 
all of the manual stuff you have to do with you know backing up databases or any type of revision control with data that uh you know and, and so from our point of view it's a really big uh, moment because as i say these things are very complicated you can't release them all in one go you release them in pieces and, and try and get feedback and improve things uh, but but uh, we now kind of have uh, with this release, it'll take a while for us to, to, to roll out fully all of the kind of features because they're quite complicated and we want to make sure everything works uh, properly before we, we really try and go big. But um, this is um, what we think uh, a really useful contribution to the world of anybody technologists working with data. And, and maybe, you know, the world, the future will, will, will prove that the markets and actual users don't agree with us. But, but you know, we're at least happy that we, and really delighted that we've managed to take that kind of conception and make what we think is, is a real uh, implementation and a usable thing that people will very quickly find useful, we think. I mean, we are the, the, the most eager of all the customers. One of the big challenges we have, is we work in a whole bunch of these really complicated and big and, you know, important data sets with customers and our own internal data sets. And it's 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 a even for us it's a big challenge, especially because we're working with really big data sets of, of you know how do we integrate all the different inputs and you know we are the first customers we are beating down the door and already using this stuff to you know in a, in a, to share actual data which is great. So I think everybody want to see what they would get if they uh, download the Canary release. Uh, is it possible for you to share uh, the screen and show us? Absolutely, that? I can give you a little a little talk through and a walk through. So it says that you have disabled my screen sharing. Though, so oh, I think sorry, need I need to. Uh, yeah, yeah, I need to do that for you. Just one second. I swear I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> share any of those uh, pictures again, Chuck. That incident was the last one. Never again. I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, it's very strange that I uh, I don't know how to do that, but uh, I'll just maybe make you a co-host, then maybe you could uh, yeah. share the screen. That would probably work. Perfect. I can yeah. I can see uh, yeah. I've got it now. Yeah, great. Okay. <laughs> Let me go here. Okay, uh, so I'm just going to share my browser window. Tell me if anything is not clear, right? Yeah, I can see your you screen. You can see everything. Fine. Great. Yeah. Okay. So just a little tour. So this is our is is our uh, database. Uh, the first things, the obvious thing is is we've uh, done a kind of major overhaul of the user interface. It's now like a very the first user interface was very simple. The focus was really about giving us a way of of, of working out the database and getting very direct access without anything fancy happening between uh, us and the database, so we could you know solidify it and focus on that. Now we've got a modern fancy React. Uh, framework. So this is just a, a sample data set that I have. We've we've got like all of our the feature, existing features that we've got. You know, uh, automatically once you import data, it builds all of these uh, tables and views for you. You've got like you can look at you know here's my model, my schema, uh, lots of different kind of uh, ability to 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 define schemas and tests and so on, and have automated generated interfaces. So that's the uh, so in on one level, you know, what we're bringing out is an evolution of what we already have. We still have, you know, all of our existing Wackle queries from version one are still going to work. They've been supplemented with some really cool new queries, like a path regular expression query, which is incredibly powerful. It just allows you to to specify a, a complex pattern in a single uh, uh, of of potentially recursive. Uh, 
uh, and a full regular expression matching language, uh, a complex pattern of multiple stages in a single uh, statement, which is really powerful. So there's a, and a lot of this is centered around uh, our query interface, which basically we are going to continually develop this in a more user, uh, in a more user experience uh, type of way with more UI and, and more help to the user in, you know, auto completing of queries and looking up of, of all sorts of data. But, but at its heart, basically, we always want to support the uh, people who like scripting. So we we still have, and we're still going to always keep the ability that you can do everything in the in the system by writing uh, these type of uh, simple simple queries and extract data in any old way you want. And so, and that we have you know means of automatically plugging in visualizations that that you know use graph visualizations, uh, and that you can tune these. And and we are increasingly working on, as well as providing these type of scripting interfaces, which are popular with programmers and, and you know, allow a lot of automation. Also, on top of that, more and more richness in, in the user interface controls. I mean, actually, our world, because we are all about, you know, declarative declarations of data. Our world and, and the world of modern user interface design and things like React, which are also about, you know, declarative uh, interfaces of data, and which are also all about, you know, things subscribing to state these actually naturally fit together very, very well. All of our interfaces are built. They basically are just a little query interface onto our own engine. Uh, and so, so, so that's a, a thing that we think is pretty exciting coming forward. But, but the really exciting stuff I haven't shown yet, and, and there's this thing here, this says master. Okay, I, I click that and I get a time travel widget. And what this allows me to do is to travel to any point in the past. This is just like this because we have this full history internally. And so under the hood, what's happening is these are all just normal queries to our query engine. You can query any point that you want in the past. You can say, give me a time. And I want all of these queries to run against this point in the past. You can also scroll through them and see we've got a commit log. It's another thing that coders really is important, our, our commit history as, as we develop uh, software. This has not been a thing that's been a standard feature of databases. As you can see here, we have a panel here, which if you write any update queries, it will ask you for a commit message to go with them. So, so uh, which is, is recoded in the history with the identity. So you have that ability to kind of look back to see who did what and why, and the entire evidence of your change history is right there, and you can send any query against it. So like really one of the big things that we work on going forward is, you know, user interface and how do we contextualize that to people to make it really easy for them to time travel. So uh, you can do all, you know, all because it's free query, you can do all sorts of interesting type of uh, free form queries against two different uh, temporal states in the database. What is the difference between the state of the database at this time and this time is just a simple query. And in fact, we have these new features in the Walker language that we're bringing out, which is a history. So you pass any query and you say, here is a, a time series that I want this query answered for. And it will basically run a query in parallel against all the historical states in the database. So you can actually generate time series of how your database has changed over time. So there's a whole like world of, of weird and wonderful stuff that you can automatically generate once you have all the history. And you know, actually we're only exploring this now. It's really quite exciting. And, and so the other thing you can see there is that says master. Okay, so as well as the time travel, I'm now gonna 
just take you away from because this is kind of the stuff that we had before in a fancier setting and, and and so on apart from the time travel but the real you know under the hood type of stuff here that's going on is, is under these managed type of planes and basically what we can do we have the ability to just create a new branch we can pick any reference we like here and we can go boom i want a new branch uh, create for me a, a, a new branch and mature how how uh, robust all of these apis are on this machine boom look at that it works okay so now if if we uh, if we, if we uh, kind of come back in here now we can see we've got a second branch and one of the cool things about our time traveling interface now this is not perfect yet but it, it will get there is we can basically just say, okay, we can make the user's interfaces adaptive to, uh, to our position on a branch. Hang on, that didn't work. As I say, this is not perfect yet. And we got an indicator here that we're in historical mode, so we can't update things and so on. So that's, you know, th that's a very kind of core feature. The real core feature, in fact, that made guess what it is, the fact that you could do these type of branching operations off uh, existing uh, 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 data set or code base. So, so some of the other things here then, so really I'm, I'm talking about guess, but, but like a real big part of what we're doing is about distribution and not just, you know, it's the model of GitHub rather than just guess. You know, guess enabled GitHub, but really the value of guess was the, the network, you know. It's, and I have a kind of phrase that is the knowledge is the network, you know, really, the most powerful and the most valuable uh, knowledge is not just you know graph database network, but the network of of, uh, of, of, of databases that can interlink together. You know that it, it's not a single source of truth, but that you have different trusted sources of truth in different domains. If you can get that, uh, you know that's really where you want to be. We can also merge branches together in in controlled ways. Um, we've got then okay, so those are the kind of local giddy like a features. Then once we get into the collaborate page, and unfortunately, as I say, we're, we're rolling these things out progressively. So this is all behind a, a coming soon uh, button in, in the standard. This is if you if you download uh, the Canary release now, we're, we're very imminently going to release this to master because we got most of the snags out of the way. But but imminently we're in what we are currently testing internally and going to roll out, you know, once it's ready and, and so on. And once um, once we're very confident it works, but but uh, it, it's we're very happy because we have it working internally, and so that means it's only a, a matter of, of not too long a time before we can get a, a production version up and going. But we can set up, we have the ability to, to create collaborators who could be anywhere else using any other terminus database in the world that you can log in. Uh, we have a free service available. Uh, uh, eventually, we will be monetizing it, but, but what we're going to monetize really is, you know, very much business use cases where people want fine-grained access control on collaborators. The, the individual developer use, you can have a, a bunch of repositories that you can register uh, as, as, being, as being sharing hubs for, for your database, and you can just push and pull changes to those. So that's, a, you know, that's the real, as I say, we, uh, with this release, which is a progressive release as we progressively push out these things, once we have the, all of those features like working well, we really think, um, from our point of view, it, it is a, 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 
a complete implementation of you know the vision of what we think uh, the world needs uh, and and you know and then we're just in a in a in a great position where we have a um a you know a technical infrastructure that can do those things and the potential for all of the amazing things that we can do with that capability is really exciting and that other people can do it's not us but that we can help form networks of you know of uh, collaborators and users in all sorts of domains and really uh, you know make people's lives better make it easier for people to move high quality data around the place that make evidence form based decisions upon them you know that's really uh, our guiding light we like data we're data people we like uh, the fact that data gives us the ability to make good evidence based decisions about things about stuff and we do not like the amount of time and effort we have to spend munging around in CSVs and cleaning up data and how hard it is to collaborate uh, with our peers on really large data projects so uh, you know that's really we're really excited to to have something that makes it easier for us and also for other people you know and also I think there's something really nice and pure about the open source dev tools uh, business model and approach. It's basically, you know, it, our approach to the world is that uh, it, the more people setting up servers and using uh, a te given technology, and it, it doesn't matter what context, the bigger the overall market is. And that's, um, it, it's, it, and you, therefore, you can be very progressive and you can genuinely be, look, everything is free. Great. We're going to try and provide a useful service that you can plug into. And, and that's our challenge. As long as we do that, everybody wins. And, and you know, so uh, it's a, all of us culturally, we, we, we kind of come from a hackery type of uh, DevOpsy type of background and stuff like this. So, so we really like uh, uh, this type of model where we think we can, you know, provide uh, great value to people uh, uh, and do so in, in such a way that we're not uh, we're only trying to monetize the uh, the enterprise usage yes so uh, you're talking about this uh, you know uh, it's, of course open open source is not just for you know a business so uh, if I'm a developer like how can I get this release if I want to try it out so uh, yes so, so we have released uh, a version of this exact uh, with all of the features operational under the hood. Uh, the hub integration stuff is still like, it's invite only. If you contact us, we will be setting up forms. If people want to log in and try it out and help us with feedback as we uh, harden the features and make sure that everything works properly and distributed. So you can already uh, do that. Uh, it is, we have what we call a canary release, which is really the release is, is put out there so people can see what's coming. Uh, can see it in operation. It's not all of the functionality isn't exactly turned on, but we are imminently. We have had a very successful. Uh, a bunch of people uh, in our community helped us out, and of course their whole team and gave us great feedback. So we are imminently now. Our next process is to move it to master, so it becomes the default supported release uh, very soon of Terminus TV because it's already a kind of it does all the Terminus TV stuff. Uh, and it does, has some cool new features, like the time travel is 100% operational, the local branching and so on. So, so we released that as, as our default uh, support stuff, and that actually moves us into stability because 
uh, we do not intend, or we intend to make that a very stable release of Wackle and, and a lot of our infrastructure, because now we've worked out and we've got the, all the complete pieces, we know how to move the large files around efficiently and so on. So we can see a lot changing in, in the infrastructure. So we, are, we make this our 2.0, our major 2.0 release. Uh, and probably within a few days, we're going to switch over and make an announcement that this is now our default supported release. It's ready, it's ready for that. And then over the next uh, six to eight weeks, we, we will uh, progressively be rolling out all of the collaboration and distribution type of features uh, and making those available uh, broadly. And as I say, we do have a beta program uh, with uh, community members and some customers and so on, helping us out with feedback. So anybody who's interested in participating and helping us with feedback, uh, get in touch with us. We will be adding buttons, you know, to automate that to the UI and so on. But but but, but just to let people know that, you know, that's we'd be delighted to have people's help in that. Yeah, I think if uh, if you're watching and you're interested, I think the best way to get to the newest, you know, news and also get in touch with us is to join the Discord uh, server. Like we have a we have a community on Discord. So uh, if if Luke uh, there can put the link there and uh, maybe I'll, uh, extra contact details, uh, that would be helpful. Uh, so people can uh, you know um, you know contact us if uh, they really want to try out like yeah. once it is out, you know, get the newest version and try it. That would be great. Yes, uh, Luke posted a link there in the chat. So if you're interested, uh, yeah, you can go there. And um, also, uh, we have. Uh, I have. Uh, if you have questions, you can. Uh, yeah, the the Yeah, I really love the interface. So if you have questions, now is the time. Uh, but uh, I also got some questions because uh, this is actually my first time uh, seeing this as well. So. Um, for example, I, I, I want to try it, but uh, I am using my old, like the old version to make you know tutorials and do my own project. So is it possible to actually run two um two database uh, on on a single machine? Is it possible? That is a very good question. So currently, the way our, our quick start is set up, which is the default and supported way for you know running it that, that we maintain the most, assumes or it does not have that. It assumes that there is a a single volume uh, uh, per server. So this is the thing that we have on our roadmap and uh, expects to have available in the not very distant future. So we will have a uh, the ability, we do not currently have this. So I anybody who wants to try this out, they either need to, I mean, you can do it yourself. You just have to do it with uh, Docker commands uh, yourself. So, so and, and make sure that you configure uh, the two servers to have a different volume in Docker. Uh, as I say, like our quick start very much just focuses on the uh, on, on the getting it up and, and running as quickly and easy as possible and as simple. So it does assume that we will be introducing a uh, environment variables into the quick start that do allow you to use the quick start with multiple different versions. But currently, that is it's not supported. Uh, so you or it is supported. You just have to do it yourself on the, on the Docker config. Right, so I just need to, uh, you know, do some uh, changes in the in the setup in Docker to to make that happen. So it's doable yeah. totally. Uh, yeah. I think the best person would, you know, the best, you know, for example, like me, I don't, I'm not a Docker guru. I would, you know, just go on uh, Discord and ask questions there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm the same as you, Chuck. Like our DevOps guys, they literally will give you a, you know, a. Uh, a, a two-line command with that is gobble, that looks like gobbledygook to me, but that will do exactly the thing. It's just a Docker command. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, so uh, I think, you know, maybe like I would I would think a little bit ahead. For example, let's say uh, if this new release, I, I've tried it, I'm so happy with it, I'm just going to migrate everything to it. So um, yeah. how to how to do that? Because like you said, it's a, it's a separate volume or, or is it like, yeah, can yeah, I configure yeah. it to use the same volume? Like how, how to migrate my data? So, so essentially there is like, there is a radical change and this is why we've changed the, the major version number, but also you know, this is not a thing we're, we're ever going to do again. And the reason we had to introduce this is because we are bringing in this distributed storage layer, which changes everything in the in the internal structure. So, so there's not like an automatic, uh, easy, or there is an upgrade path, but, and it's a very simple. It's a, it's a Wackle query that dumps the entire database into a CSV, and then there's a Wackle query that eats that CSV back in. So, so it's like an export and re-import. Uh, which is slightly annoying because you know you have to dump it out and it might take a while, uh, but you know it, it's also quite a, a simple procedure. You don't, you know, it, it's it's you know twenty or it's four lines of code, a uh, four line Wackle query that will uh, do that and uh, it will effectively, uh, you know, there's no complexity to it. Just dump all everything out as a triple slash quad and eat it back in as a quad from the CSV. So if anybody. Uh, we have, that's our kind of supported upgrade mechanism. But that is the last time we care a lot about uh, upgrade pathways in general. And it's the last time where we intend ever on asking people to do such a primitive <laughs> upgrade pathway that's kind of dump it out and eat it back in. Uh, the, hereafter, there will always be uh, built-in code pathway upgrades that you know will allow you to apply patches ideally to a running live database without even stopping anything. That's, that's ambitious. We're not there yet, but that's where we want to, that's where we are aiming at being. Because you know, really, if data, you know, if data, if, if data is important, you don't want to turn off that database. To, it's a pain in the ass to have to turn it off to upgrade formats or anything like that. So that's a, it's a, it's a big goal of ours to be as unintrusive as possible and upgrade pathways. Yeah, but you know, like uh, if if we export all the all the triples, I think we could actually use that as a backup as well. Like if people want to back up their database, maybe that's uh, that's also a way to do it. It's it's that is exactly that is one way of doing it. But actually, now that you mentioned that, I I just I forgot that I wasn't showing some of the. So yeah, backup. We have a backup, a proper backup uh, a format now, which is our our German SDB compressed format, which will is extremely efficient. And so you will be, a, it's kind of close to the information theoretic minimum for how much you can compress that data. And it knows about the internal structure of the data. So it's, it's more efficient, you know, than a, than a standard uh, generic general purpose compression algorithm. So that's the main thing. And that, you know, and that's really what this is, backup and restore is all about how how quickly, how little interruption there is to, to create the backup. You know, you don't want that to interfere with live service. And then how quickly can I move a backed up core basically back into memory and get going? So we have a special answer for that, which is much better answer than going via CSVs. You know, the, the, as I say, that's quite primitive. Yeah, so um, I think 
uh, also another thing I think is uh, quite, you know, a lot of people will have in their mind is to like where to get support. Like I keep saying that, you know, we have the Discord community and uh, I think there's more like a community support. But what if like uh, my company, you know, in the future when you got like we, we got the proper, you know, stable release and then my company's using it, like is there any, uh, you know, professional support yes. in that kind of sense? Yeah, I mean, so we intend to roll out like, you know, a very, uh, um, you know, low touch uh, self sign up uh, mechanism via, uh, you know, via our Terminus Hub accounts that you can basically sign up and get, uh, you know, all sorts of uh, added extras like professional support contracts and so on. So, so we're very much on a pathway where those type of things are integrated into the user experience. You can, if, if you want, if you're using it, you can upgrade. You can also, we want to allow people to be able to run these servers locally and plug into our hub as well. So basically they can have their local sharing networks, their, their open source server, they can run their own local uh, distribution service, but take advantage of the fact that we have, uh, you know, a network of, of lots of uh, data that we can share, but also lots of services like, uh, authentication services that we can provide people who are running this that they don't have to care about themselves uh, security services so so like you can run this uh, in your own environment and you know you can run your own terminus db server and get all people sharing through that but if you want to do things like you know uh, access control or sharing with other organizations to make it as easy as possible that for you to plug into the overall broad network uh, and use that so you don't have to care about all of the all of the uh, you know all of the setup of making you know how you deal with identity and and uh, all of those type of thorny issues that, that we have a good answer to that. Yeah, so uh, I think you know because this is kind of like a I I think it's like a uh, maybe close to a beta version, yeah. So what if like uh, I I'm one of the people who's like super enthusiastic and um already you know uh, trying this out and what if I found some issues or have some suggestions like um can I can I just go to the code and fix it or or what what would yeah. you recommend for absolutely so this is now 100% been uh, uh, developed in public in GitHub uh, we have a Terminus DB console that this is all going into but I'd even be stronger than that like that's one way to contribute any we encourage contributions in all ways. One of the interesting things that people could really contribute on is, so we have the ability as well uh, to publish your database originally on, on uh, Terminus, on our hub, on our cloud and distribute it there and run our, basically have a master version on our servers and have all of your people collaborating. You can have as many teams as you want. Uh, and so this is the time when it'd be really interesting to hear from people saying, oh, it'd be really good if I could add this type of metadata to my databases before I publish them. So, so we have, you know, ideas that you can have different audiences, you publish it for a particular team, you might have a regional, you might have topics that you want to tag it with. And, and so, but, but really we're driven by what people find is useful, what metadata they want to add, or it'd be particularly useful for people to add to their databases that would help them in the organization of it. And so, we have a very kind of flexible uh, and agile approach to, to software delivery. We will, if people give us a good idea, they are likely to see that in production, you know, the next day, you know, that's, that is our approach to things. If somebody gives us a good idea from our community, we will try it. We can't promise we're going to try it. We're 
evaluate things. But if there's a good idea and it sounds like the type of thing that'd be useful to other people, we're going to do it. Right. So yeah, as I say, there, and what licensing, you know, so, you know, there's a whole, if you want to publish, uh, so there's quite a standard bunch of uh, open source sharing type of data licenses, but people often have strong opinions in these things. And so if you think, if you have an opinion on this that you think we, you know, it'd be really good if we supported a particular thing, tell us and we will do it. Right, so I can uh, share anything uh, there, right? Like uh, any data, but because uh, how, how does that work? Because like, I choose a license, I, I publish those data. What if, uh, what if I shouldn't do that? Like, uh, will you stop me from doing it? Like, for example, I shouldn't be putting some personal data publicly, but I did it. Like, will I ha come into like legal problems or like who yeah, is responsible? That, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a question that any all companies who you know deal with publishing stuff available on the internet uh, struggle with now from our point of view though look we we actually don't even look at the data in your database like our servers basically store these highly compressed encrypted we can't even look at the actual database so we never do that so what we are providing is the piping for it to move it around so it is the responsibility of, of, and we're not publishing your data for anybody else. We're just making it available to whoever you want to share it with. If you say that's the public, then the public can access it, but they can access it on their own computers. We're not showing it to people or anything like that. And so, and so but having said that, we do have to, obviously, uh, there's legal frameworks and stuff like that. So if you know, we do just make, we have an agreement that we uh, require users to sign to say that they have permission to do it. And if we do get, uh, you know, if we do get, uh, we are a, a responsible company, we will not uh, share, you know, stolen data or data that comes from nefarious. We have no interest in that. We are interested in, in you know, uh, in, in allowing people who own the data and have, you know, good reasons to be using it to to collaborate with it so so yeah so but you know as i say really it's important that we you know the people understand that we actually don't even look at the data that's one of the great things about this model which gives us the ability uh, we just move these encrypted and compressed diffs around the place uh, and you know and that's what we take care of the users all the data lives with the user we never load it into a live database this is in the live database on the user's desktop so so it's not a you know it's it's a way of you distributing data uh to your collaborators but not actually publishing the data you know that's your responsibility but and as i say uh, uh we we are a responsible uh, company we we will uh if, if people notify us that there are abuses we will stop them Right, so uh, Luke has a, has a question actually. Uh, can I search diffs and like, how about sharing diffs? Uh, it's a good question, yes. And the answer is yes. Uh, you can, um, you know, the query language now is really coming into its own because uh, as part of the query language, it, 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 you can uh, basically set the head to whenever you want or, or set two, you set two queries to go in parallel against different heads and then you can just compare all the triples what's what's plus and minus from each so you can you can um search uh you can then construct 
a query around that that is a full regular expression match that looks for whatever you want in the diffs. So it's kind of in, you know, the composability of Wackel, the ability to take a query, like this is a query that will compare uh, a given wrapped query in, in, in two different time sizes. And then, you know, and then to wrap that in just a regular expression that says, is there this type of thing in the diffs? Gives you the ability to, you know, really put together very sophisticated uh, uh, and fine-grained, you know, ability to look at specific differences between different historical states. And also how private is the sharing? I think uh, you kind of covered that, but uh, yeah. anything to add? <laughs> well, so there, there's two levels of sharing in our basic world, okay? So if you want to share data, uh, uh, with collaborators and stuff. The standard thing is you make this private. This is my team. We're working on a data science project. It's whatever. And in all those cases, like we have very high privacy guarantees because as I say, we never actually load the database into a terminus DB. It, the data that we have in our servers remains in the compressed file format, not attached to any databases. So the privacy is extreme. You know, we take care of the end to end. This uses modern JWT encryption, we actually use a third party provider called Alt Zero for that, that you can set up your own uh, tenant on and plug this directly into Terminus TV. So you can manage all your own authentication and that, you know, we have support for every, via Alt Zero, our partners in this, we have support for every corporate type of authentication you could want in the world. So, 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 the, so, so in that both ability to modern encrypted type of communications and also the the incredible security that you get from the fact that that there's never a database not in the same room as your data that that actually can read it and you need to attach a terminus db to decrypt this format before you can make any sense of it because it's and it, it and and that will never happen in our environment so this actually is uh, you know it, it, there's no better privacy than than uh, not the, the, the non-existence of a thing that able, is able to read your data and having an architecture where we can do that is really cool, I think. Yeah, so I think um, my last question, but like keep keep firing your questions, but my la last question will be like, uh, how's the monetized model? Like, uh, I know that this is awesome and it's open source, so a lot of people can use it for free, but uh, what if I really like it? Uh, is there any way that, you know, for example, first of all, as a developer and you know, as an individual, like, is it possible to, you know, um, you know, give you like my, you know, my money, you know, like, get a donate or like, can I get some like pro uh, service? And also, of course, it, as a business, uh, there may be other um, monetized models as well. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Like, um, to be honest, like, from if you're a developer, like, the best way you can contribute is contributing to code to help out development. Also. Uh, you know, just helping us to spread the word because our model, you know, it's very much about the idea that being open and, you know, trying to be helpful and free to use to the individual helps you to, uh, you know, get into enterprise uh, situations. And, and the reality about enterprise, in my experience, is you need all the same tools, but there's different things that are important and the different things in particular, are, are fine-grained access control. It's very important, like, big companies are machines that have rules, and it doesn't matter how useful the tech is to the individuals, if you can't, what they really want is the ability to make, to take a little part of their rules and encode it as somebody else's problem. 
So that's our, you know, our commercial strategy that's saying, look, you use this for, you know, simple individual, uh, open source, free collaborations for free. Be, uh, that's great. We, we want to support you in that. But if you need, you know, those type of enterprise things, if you need to make sure that the auditors can't see this data or that, you know, we put encryption, we put, you know, uh, encrypted uh, signatures into it, we can make these things very secure. We can do that first, but that's, you come and talk, you, you can come and talk to us and we have a number of products, productized versions that we can solve a lot of those problems within the enterprise. Uh, but our whole philosophy is to, to, to try and build a community of, of people who guess this type of why we need these type of modern access control, uh, revision control, uh, databases, why they're useful. Uh, and so the most, if any people write blogs about it, that they tried it, uh, talking about it, saying any nice things about it. Like that's actually more important than money from our point of view. That's what, that makes us feel really good as well. We, it, it, it gives us a feeling that we've actually contributed something useful to people, which is nice. Yeah, we have a question from Chris. Uh, if I want to share and collaborate with data inside my organization, can I run a private instance of the server inside my firewall or do I have to use Hub uh, that you provided? So that's a really good question. So currently like, this release is really a desktop release of the console here that we're looking at. This is really targeted at the end individual user, downloads the database, the open source database, fires up a console and this, this release is, is for that. So, so we have optimized uh, some of the design or, or some of the interface uh, decisions for that. And we are very soon uh, in, I think it'll be within the next month, we will be bundling that up as native installers for Windows, uh, the Unixes, you know, because we're, we're really trying to push it out and make it very uh, end user friendly that any individual can download and do useful things with it. Because, you know, a lot of people have uh, data revision control needs. So the next step after that is to bring out a, a specific server version exactly for that use case. And, 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 and we want to actually support that. And how we make that work from a commercial point of view is if we see this button, okay? So this, that whole world to log in is basically, that's a individual user account. But we are also providing like through this very same button, if you are running it in a server context, you get a different screen and it says, okay, here's what you need to do to plug your local server in a secure way into our overall network. So. And, you know, so we want to encourage people to actually do that. We're not trying to say, oh, hub or, or bust. Actually, from our point of view, the more people running their own servers, the better. We, and that puts the challenge up to us to say, well, whatever you get for that registration has to be useful. And to be honest, we think we, you know, we think that's a, a good challenge that we make basically people who want to run their own services say, oh, actually I can do that, but I can also, plug into this and get extra stuff that I need. Uh, and so, and so that's, you know, so we are actually, uh, and we think as a company doing things like that is really good for your culture because you're not trying to uh, chicane people into using your stuff. You're saying uh, you can use in your, in, you know, your, your product without our help, but we can provide value added services and it's up to us to prove that. Uh, and, you know, I really like that approach. Right, we have another question from one of the attendees. So um, can data be synchronized between the server and the client service and directly between the clients? 
Is it P2P? Yes. So, so the, the answer is both of those things are true. You can like, it's every client is also a database is also a server. It's like a peer to peer model. So I'm running a local terminus DB server that I'm connecting to my local console. Now I can also, I can connect to a hub, which has a, it has a, a JWT inter authentication interface that I can connect to. I can use that to connect to third parties. Now, as I say, th so the first thing we're kind of bringing out the fully supported version of is the desktop one, which does just connect to our hub. But quickly after that, we will be generalizing that and bringing out a server product that basically allows you to run your, your local client, not as a client, but as a peer-to-peer -peer server. Obviously for that, you know, uh, there are different requirements because if you're running it in a desktop mode, you basically, you don't have a reachable IP. So if you don't have a reachable IP, security considerations are different uh, than, you know, if you're running it as a server, it, it's a step up. So there are different requirements for that, but, and it's a little bit more complicated, but not much. As, uh, uh, so that's actually, we want to give every user the ability uh, who's running a terminal, because it's there, it's all the same API, it's the same code under the hood to connect to any other user in a secure way and share and share the data. It's just that, uh, it's it's important that we put in place the security and the protections before we try and make something really big. We don't want end users, you know, exposing themselves to risk by running uh, internet exposed databases uh, without, you know, understanding the consequences. Right. So um, I think that's all the questions uh, and and oh we got a new one <laughs> okay uh, how heavy is the uh, branching mechanism could i uh, for instance commit every time i complete the transactions so yeah it's kind of uh, would you uh, would this so, slow down the db yeah, yeah th that's a good question so th the actual answer is you the every transaction is a commit you don't have a choice about uh, whether a transaction makes a commit or not it does but you can bundle up the transactions and you, you can like make the transactions as big as you like. You can, because it's so compositional, you can put all the transactions and you can, you know, and we're, we're working on mechanisms to do quite elaborate, uh, um, you know, dependent transactions and some really cool out there stuff, but, 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 but which is not there yet, but you can, you can choose the size of your transactions if you want to control the commit step size, but, but every single, uh, and the answer is it doesn't actually add, it adds a little bit of overhead, but it doesn't add very much. Like it's incredibly uh, surprisingly efficient to, to basically carry all of that history with you. The one thing that is non-optimal and will be non-optimal uh, for a little while is there's a thing called Delta rollups. So the way, you know, the database works is it creates deltas on top of, of a ground state and, and basically moves all queries through those deltas. Uh, now that becomes a slower process the more transactions you have in the chain and and so rather than you know forcing you to reduce your transaction size or something like or increase your transaction size and reduce the number it's much easier if you just allow yourself to periodically roll up history and create a new grant plan you don't have to throw away the old history but you just basically recalculate it and create a temporary thing and that's called delta roll-ups and now it is possible to do this in a very sophisticated and responsive uh, type of way that basically gives you optimal performance and you don't have to care about it.
but that's not there yet. <laughs> and so, and so that's just the only thing that people should be concerned. That that is on a on a that is one of the things that we know we're going to be bringing out quite soon, uh, because that makes uh, that that really reduces the amount of worry that you ever going to have to do about performance that will just kind of take care of itself. So, but until we have that, uh, it is you know thinking about your transaction size. Uh, can be helpful if you, if you want to maintain optimal read performance. So in terms of traceability, that's perfect, right? Because every transaction like is a commit. So yeah, exactly. It, it, uh, the, this is a great thing. Like you, the evidence of how everything got there is all the way back. You can't take it away unless you know you really want you want to destroy us, you know. But it's by default the normal setup is everything is immutable. Right. I hope that answered your questions. And um, I think that's, uh, yeah, that's about it. And if you have further questions, uh, please join our Discord uh, community and um, ask questions there. You can, you know, um, find also find like all kind of support, especially like, like that of support <laughs> there, which I need a lot sometimes. And um, there, uh, Luke just uh, in the chat post uh, our, you know, our website there. You can also find like a lot of useful information there and our contact details and, uh, you know, let us know if you want to try it out as soon as, you know, um, get yeah. the newest version and try it. <laughs> and uh, as I say, to reiterate, because we're in this uh, period when we've, you know, got a lot of the uh, infrastructural stuff in place, we're very focused on an agile delivery process where we, you know, can deliver on top of that uh, uh, suggestions and ideas and enhancement very quickly, you know. So it's a really good and productive time uh, for people to give us suggestions because they've got a very, if they're any good, they have a very high chance that we'll actually do them in a very short order. So I totally encourage people to, to it's a good time to come forward. We're all ears. Yep. So uh, I think that's it. So thank you so much for Kevin um, giving us the tour and answering so many questions. <laughs> I hope that's, uh, that's okay. It doesn't burn you out <laughs> and um yeah and uh, i think yeah we would just like you know uh, head on and like uh, continue working on it and make sure that you know the next next you know it, it will push to master very very soon so yeah yeah great so thanks mil chuck uh, it's a pleasure as always right okay thank you so much for joining uh see you next time bye thank you for listening to terminators on tech Please follow us on Twitter at TerminusDB. Questions and comments are welcome. See you next week. <laughs>